Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Athletes Unfiltered, the podcast made by the athlete for the fans. Now here are your hosts, Adrian Martinez and Jeff Ekstrom. Well, hello, hello again, everybody, and welcome in to episode seven of Athletes Unfiltered. We've been on a break, but we are back in better than ever. We're just enjoying our summer vacations. As always, Jeff Ekstrom alongside my guy, Adrian Martinez. Adrian, uh, we've both been kind of over the place here, but we're finally back. I know you went home to California, catch up with the fam, and then come back, get some more summer workouts. I mean, just how's it going? Yeah, it's going really well. You know, I, I actually got an opportunity right before I went home to train in Arizona with my buddy Cade Warner. His dad is obviously Hall of Fame quarterback Kurt Warner. Um, and I got to be out there for five days and chop it up in the film room, get on the field and work on some mechanic stuff and throw the ball around. So I was a, you know, amazing experience and I felt like I got a lot better. And and yeah, going back home to California is always nice. Well, I mean, the heat difference isn't, isn't any different than maybe it's a little different in Kansas, but we're getting we're getting in the hot months here in Nebraska and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little humidity. You know, that's a big difference. Like out west, you hear it all the time, but it's the dry heat, which is what I prefer. You know, I, I don't much care for the humidity, but it is what it is. Yeah, dry heat is so much better. But back in Manhattan, you're 100 percent healthy now. Oh, yeah. hundred percent cleared for all workouts, you know, whether it's on the field or in the weight room. So feeling really good about that. Awesome. When does when do things kind of get fully going? Are we still a little bit off? Not until July or is it what's been going on right now? So, I mean, we're we're in the full swing of things right now. You know, that's work in the weight room, work on the field, um, running workouts, stuff like that. I mean, I think all all teams across the nation are, are full go right now. Uh, you have limited interactions with your coaches, but um, outside of that, we're full go. Then I know most teams have the 4th of July week off and then we'll go hit it again all of July and fall camp will start at the beginning of August. So no. it's right around the corner. Yeah. Let's say only a, can we believe it a month and a half until fall camp begins so we are right there uh, but uh, of course we have a great guest coming up on this episode jordan westerkamp former husker wide receiver all big 10 first team in 2015 he had a lot of great things to talk about adrian i mean talked about his injury history some of the great memories he had um and really about the injury history he talked about I felt that was like very real stuff that he had to go mm. through and it was very little bit of inspiring to see what he went through and he's now doing very well. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, you know, a lot of things that we could both relate to and, and I'd say injury history and kind of, uh, battling through some of those things is part of it. And, uh, really happy that he chose to come on the show. And I think our listeners are really going to enjoy, uh, hearing his story and maybe some things they didn't know about him. We will have Jordan Westcrant coming up in a few minutes, but Adrian, let's talk. Uh, let's talk a few minutes about some other things. Uh, uh, recently, you've been going on a couple of uh, uh, whether that be radio shows, being interviewed, some articles, wanted to clear some stuff up. Obviously, uh, some of the comments you made got some people riled up for some reason. But uh, one of those I know was the twenty four seven article that came out about transferring to K State because you want to be in a bowl game, an opportunity that. You wasn't able to happen in Nebraska, and that really got people riled up. For me, I don't see why, um, but you know <laughs> I mean, that sometimes how it happens. Yeah, you know, I, I think there's a bit of a misconception. Um, I'll start with saying this: like, I have so many friends, lifelong friends, and people that I love at Nebraska, and dudes who are still on the team. My goal is never to to trash those guys and to trash the program. It's it's a program I'll always care for, and, and I, I'm an alumni. I'm, uh, you know, I I have records at the school. You know, when I when I talk about things like that on these shows, sometimes this quote will get taken out of context, and it drives me nuts. But I'm talking about why I chose K State, not why I left Nebraska. You know, and I think that's a distinction worth noting. We covered, I mean, our first two podcasts of this season, I talked about why I left and some of the things I was going through. And I felt like I detailed those reasons, you know, pretty well. Now, when they ask me why K-State, I'm going to talk about why I love the program I'm in right now, why I love the guys I'm with right now, because I think that's important. I'm not, just because I say something about K-State, it doesn't mean, oh, it's not true at Nebraska, you know? And I, I think that's... It was, it was really frustrating to see that, and I felt like I was kind of being portrayed as like a villain, you know? Like, I'm, I'm not trying to trash Nebraska. I, I, I want to be talking about K-State. I want to, you know, let people know how I feel about um, what I'm doing right now, what our team's doing right now, and how excited I am about us and the direction this team's heading, you know? And I, I wish I get it. You know, I had a long career at Nebraska, but those things should be a little bit exclusive in my mind. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, it it was more specifically the Nebraska base. Obviously, they got riled up, and it was very weird because yeah, that the era is done now. You're focusing on K State. You're that that's your focus, and as it yeah, should be. Yeah. So yeah, without and, a doubt, yeah. And then um, you have to kind of let me know about what happened in that Big Twelve radio interview. I know you did that as well, and I think that got some people riled up as well. Yeah, you know, just like just Twitter trolls you know what i mean like they know i mean we've talked about it before but the nebraska fan base i'll say does a great job of engaging on twitter (laughs) and so these accounts will say stuff and engage with maybe a quote i said here quote in this two minute monologue you know and like oh he's shitting on nebraska and they're gonna quote tweet it like college football reddit fucking joke of an account <laughs> for lack of a better term they're just putting clickbait stuff out there get people engaged and you know they want more people on their site more people on their their page whatever and so yeah they're i said something along the lines of you know like i want to win you know i want to win a bowl game i want and i felt like k-state is a program that i could do that and be successful on this team we could be really successful this year um and Somehow that got misconstrued as meaning like 
I didn't think I could do that in Nebraska, you know, and, oh, Nebraska doesn't have the talent to do this. They don't have – that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about K-State, you know. I'm not talking about Nebraska. So let's, let's give it a rest, guys, you know, and I know they won't. And, you know, people are going to continue engaging certain things, and that's just the nature of it. But I would hope that people, when they see this stuff on Twitter, will do their research, you know, and maybe – go seek out that podcast that I did or come here and listen to us and, and kind of get the full scope of the story. Yeah. Well, I think in the summer when things are a little died down in terms of, uh, oh, yeah, there's nothing the going on. Yeah. yeah the grab on to anything. Yeah. You know, they're, they're in dire need of some football news, which I get, you know, I guess yeah. it's part of it, but, and it all blows over in time. It yeah. just, I don't, I'm not out to burn bridges. That's not what I'm about. And I've never tried to do something like that. So it definitely hurt to see some of those things and, and see them getting taken in a way that I didn't intend. Yeah. Well, I'll be rooting for you guys to make a bowl game. I know that for certain. I'm pretty confident. <laughs> as well. So I'll put that out yeah. there. Yeah, um, I appreciate that. <laughs> but as we roll into mid June, as always, Adrian, you were at the game uh, at the games last year. The College World Series comes to town in Omaha. It's always a great spectacle, full of great college teams, and of course that this Friday at the time of the release of this episode it already been going. Um, but exciting College World Series is always a great time. Omaha is always puts on a great event, it's a great venue in downtown Omaha. Uh, you gonna try and catch any games this year? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's such a cool um, event that takes place right in the middle of the country. Everyone knows about it. And I feel really fortunate that I have an opportunity to go. So I always try and make sure I get out to at least one game like this weekend. I'm um, going to the Saturday, I think the mm -hmm. one o'clock game. So I'm going to go see Stanford, which I have a buddy who I grew up with who plays on Stanford. who's really good. I'm I'm pumped to go watch them. And like just that atmosphere, you got people from all over the country there uh, just enjoying some good good baseball you know so i'm excited about it and i know i know the ticket prices are getting kind of nuts like there's a lot of people yeah. going so it'll be fun well hopefully um if the cameras catch you they can spell your name right this time good grief i hope that i don't i don't think that'll happen this time hopefully there's no cameras <laughs> like there's no attention like just go in there to have a good time and enjoy the game but we'll see that was hilarious i almost forget yeah. that that happened like yeah <laughs> that feel that that feels like a million. I can't believe that's almost coming up on like a year. Yeah. That doesn't yeah, it feel. No, so yeah. It feels like so it. much has happened. Yeah. Since yeah. then. But, <laughs> but who, who you got? Have you looked up and down the field? I know Tennessee got knocked out. Uh, yeah. So like, I know it's Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Texas is in there. Um, Stanford, um, Arkansas is in there. You know, I'm, I'm personally rooting for Stanford. Um, so, we will see. We'll see how it breaks down. I know they're always pretty exciting games, and there's a lot of talented teams. And, yeah, I mean, the whole Tennessee debacle was nuts. I mean, that blew up on Twitter, too, just because I, I think they definitely revolutionized, like, college baseball, made it a little bit more exciting. They were doing some crazy stuff and a bunch of home runs, but uh, I think karma might have caught up to them. No. So, yeah, what? They lost with those losses. They only They were, like, 60 and something or whatever. 16, yeah, like eight yeah. or something like that. Bonkers. But when we talk about that, let's quickly talk about uh, the women's uh, college softball world series uh, that went on too, And that had a, maybe the greatest team of all time is certainly up there in that Oklahoma team. I watched a yeah, little well, bit of them and they're just unreal. Yeah. I think the two of their top hitters 
have the most home runs of all time in college baseball or college softball, right? Like on their team at the same time, like they were nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe Jordan Ball is actually a graduate of Papillion La Vista High School and uh, here in Nebraska. And she won Big 12 freshman of the year, co Big 12 pitcher of the year, I think it was freshman All American. So she was dominant in that Oklahoma team. It was hilarious in game one of the two out of three series final against Texas. Oklahoma walked in and the opening run, Texas goes up one Oh, the ensuing half inning, the bottom of the first Oklahoma scores like six runs. They go on and win game one, like 16 to one. It, it was dominant, unreal. dominant team. Yeah. 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 So give a shout out to Oklahoma because they're unreal season. They cap that off with a national championship. They're sixth, I believe. Um, and now on baseball, they're chasing that crown this week in Omaha. You wearing the Phillies jersey like last time? or uh, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I might have to. You know, it's still up for debate. I got a couple of other jerseys I might rock. So TBD. All right. Well, they'll unveil that on Saturday when you go and see that one. So enjoy that, Adrian. But uh, another thing that you guys can enjoy is the interview with Jordan Westerkamp. Great conversation, Adrian. I think people will like it. Yeah, most definitely. First team all Big Ten in 2015. He's got quite a set of hands on him um, and sure used him as time in Nebraska. It is former wide receiver Jordan Westerkamp joining the show. Jordan, welcome aboard to Athletes Unfiltered. Hey, guys. I really appreciate it. Excited to be here. Excited to start talking some, some football. <laughs> I love it. Well, Jordan, uh, thank you so much for coming on. And yeah, let's uh, let it let's talk about some football. I mean, um, first, maybe just to get into it all, your thoughts on the NFL offseason. We had we and Adrian, we've talked before about all the moves going on. I mean, nothing better uh, as a football fan than seeing all those moves in the NFL and just seeing where college game is going too. Right? Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, I was having this conversation the other day with um, my dad. Actually, it's been such a wild uh, NFL offseason. So many moves. So many teams are going to look so different, uh, and obviously bring in the new the new draft class. Um, it's just it's been so wild, and I you know I'm seeing a lot of guys that I grew up watching either retiring or you know moving on or whatever that might be. Um, so it's going to be a crazy year. I'm excited to see all these teams and 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 you know with all the new players. Again, a big one that I that I'm interested in is Tyreek Hill. You know from the Chiefs to the Dolphins, that'll be a really interesting one to see. I know he had some comments recently that Patrick Mahomes probably didn't appreciate too much. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you would think he would be a little bit more media trained on stuff like that because you know anything he says is going to blow up and people are going to ask him for comparisons and right. this and that. I'm praying for Tua, man. I mean, I am. The guy is like, he's got to be lights out or he's, or he's done, is what it looks right. like. So, right. Right. yeah, I mean, so much stuff happened this offseason. Uh, again, like, what's another one? Um, uh, Devontae Adams to the Raiders. That's, I mean, it, no, I mean, I'm, I'm a receiver, right? So I'm talking all, all receiving. <laughs> naturally. But, right, naturally. But uh, that, that'll that be so interesting. They, they played together in in um, in college. So at Fresno State, I believe. I oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm from Fresno now. I watched yeah. those guys growing up. And it was – they. I mean, they tore up the Mountain West Conference. They were unreal together. So it'll be cool seeing them again. What do you think about uh, A.J. Brown to the Eagles? Do you like A.J.? Yeah, yeah, and so he came from the Titans, right? Titans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, he's a big-bodied guy. Um, he's a, a fun guy to watch. I mean, again, there's so many, so many off-season things that happen, and yeah, there's probably a ton of stuff that I haven't even seen that that happened. Um, but I'm I'm so excited for this season. I'm you know I'm I'm here in, in Illinois, so I'm hoping the Bears 
can do something. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a while. I don't really call myself a Bears fan uh, or like a lifelong Bears fan just because I'm from here, but I feel for them. They got to have a good season. I know that Justin Fields and they got some some um, some good players over there. So I'm excited to watch them too. There's there's a stat that I saw just yesterday. It was NFL organization like total postseason wins, and towards the bottom of the list, the Bears. They had like nine, yeah. <laughs> and like the the Steelers and Patriots. Someone else were like tied with thirty six with the lead. Right. But yeah, yeah I mean the Bears are a historical organization. You know, I'm I'm pulling for them too. Justin Fields is a fun watch. Yeah, yeah, it's. It's tough. They got. I mean, they've had some rough years. So I'm. I'm and, and Justin Fields is a, is a fun, fun watch. He's a great quarterback. I'm, I'm hoping he can get some, some help there. Some, some good. Um, so they drafted some linemen, some offensive linemen. I saw that this past draft. So a lot of, a lot of uh, moving parts. Hopefully they can put it together and they'll have a better, better season. Make it to the playoffs and hopefully do some damage. Hmm. Well, hey, the Bears when they make the playoffs or win, they make it count. Eighty-five and then double doink. You know, when when they come in the playoffs, things, things tend to happen. <laughs> oh yeah. man, that's oh man. I remember a quick story. I remember when I was the league called the AAF, the Alliance of American Football, it was a league that kind of popped up for a little bit. Um, just another like pro league in the states to help guys work their way back in the NFL. But I remember we finished up a practice and we came back to the hotel and that game was on the TV. And that moment specifically was on the TV. So I watched that live and I was like, you got to be kidding me. And I thought to myself, I got a cousin who's a huge Bears fan. And I was like, I got to text him right now. (laughs) (laughs) So um, that one, that one, that one hurt a lot. That one hurt a lot. But it was like, you know, you get to a point where you're like, God, that's so Bears of them. It's so Bears of them. So I'm hoping they can can turn it around and and, and have a a good season this, this year. Well, being a Bears fan, I'm, I, I hope they do uh, for everyone's sake in that organization. But, <laughs> well, uh, Jordan, um, I guess let's kind of catch up with you and what's going on with you. I know when uh, I listened to your interview with and uh, talking with Nick Baugh on his podcast in October, uh, it seems like you're still in Illinois. Kind of catch us up. What's been up with Jordan Westerkamp? Yeah, so I took well, – I was doing the XFL, and then obviously COVID hit, and that was back in – 2019, 2020. Gosh, yeah, man, I, I turn 28 next week. I'm getting, I'm getting old. I'm getting old. <laughs> but um, I was doing the XFL, and COVID hit, and I had met this this sports chiropractor in the Illinois area um, about four years ago, and I was go, I would go to him in the off seasons and, and just get my body right. I had a lot of injuries out of college that um, were tough, and I had to get my body kind of back to to functioning best I could. To have these shots and these these leagues that have been popping up, um, so I built this great relationship with him. And last year, um, he kind of asked me to come on his staff and help out there. And do, so I do a lot of like sports rehab, um, um, treatment. I train athletes in the area, um, a lot of the athletic mm-hmm. performance type stuff. So it's been a blast for me. I mean, I've, I've been so lucky. This guy's kind of my mentor. Um, I've been so lucky to get to, to work there and still be around athletes and, and kind of. Um, be surrounded by sports and all that, that great stuff. Cause that's, that's, you know, that's, that's been my life. And I, I love, you know, football. I love sports. I love all that stuff, everything to do with it. And I love helping people get better. Um, so that's kind of what I've been up to the past uh, year, year and a few months now. Um, so not long, but it's been, it's been great and it continues to grow and grow and grow. And, and um, I'm hoping um, to eventually, again, this guy's been my mentor. I've known him for four years. He's getting close to retirement, and he wants to sell his practice. So I'm hoping to go in on that with uh, 
I'm a, a younger chiropractor, which would be awesome. Awesome. I never would never thought I'd see myself as a, <clears throat> excuse me, as a business owner, but um, that'd be awesome. I'm kind of working my way up to that, but uh, life's been good. It's, it's been good. I got, uh, I got engaged back in February. So I saw that on the gram. I saw yeah, it. Congrats. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So that's kind of been a whirlwind, a lot of, a lot of planning, mm. um, more than I thought. <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> Hopefully I, the lady takes care of some of that, you know, I'm right, sure right. she's she over it. She has, she's, she's awesome. She's awesome. So, um, you know, that, that's been, that's been wild. That's kind of been my life recently, but, um, yeah, all, all's been well. Uh, that's about it. So, you know, like I said, out, out of Nebraska, I played in a few of those, those professional leagues. Um, but you know, at this point I, you know, I looked at the, the USFL and my agent reached out to me about doing that. Um, and that league's been doing well. I think they're, they're starting their playoffs. Maybe this weekend. Yeah, they play all their games in Birmingham, right? They're all right. in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I believe so. But um, I think they they're, they're starting their playoffs here. Um, and I looked into that, and actually, Coach Riley, um, yeah. he, he's Mike Riley. He's a he's a coach for the the, the Generals. So and they're 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 in the playoffs. So um, my agent reached out to me about that, and and I you know I told him right away. I mean, obviously, of course, let's let's do this. And I got back into training hard for about two weeks, and my body just. <laughs> it hurt. Mm. It hurt. It hurt. Yeah. So I kind of like talked to my family, like, you know what, guys? I got this really good opportunity here where I'm working. It's called major chiropractic, but uh, <laughs> we'll throw that out there. I'm Shout like, out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, I sat down with them and was like, listen, I could do this and play a couple more years, and that, that's awesome. I love football. I will always have that passion, but I'm ready to, to kind of start my next journey in life and, and, and start creating something outside of football. So, so, mm. and not to mention, I, don't want to continue to wake up feeling like I can't get out of bed every morning. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah. um, kind of, you know, made that decision and, and that was that, I mean, it would have been great. And then and Alonzo Moore, a guy that I play with at Nebraska, he's actually on the, the generals, which coach Riley coaches and, um, probably would have been where I ended up just from the connections that I have right there. It would have been fun to play with them and, and whatnot, but I have enjoyed being a fan and watching, watching mm-hmm. that instead of playing and, just give my body the, the the recovery and rest that it's long needed. Yeah. Well, I, I, I can feel you on that. You know, I've had some injuries myself and I, I know what it's like, you know, battling through it. And that's right. kind of the life in the, of a, of an athlete, you know, um, I bet that transition was tough though. You know, you love, you put so much time into the game, you know, and your whole life is almost spent doing this stuff. And then to make that final decision of like, all right, I, it's time to hang up the cleats i'm sure that's tough right yeah i mean it's it's extremely tough and and you do it like you said your whole life i i started playing football when i was in third grade or might have been sooner than that and you played you know year after year after year after year and you hit these levels you hit the levels i signed with the dolphins i played with the dolphins a little bit so you hit the highest levels and it's it's hard to want to stop doing that you're so used to that schedule you're so used to Mm -hmm. having such a strict just everything yeah the routine yeah a hundred percent so it's you know when that time comes, um, and it, it was tough for me. It was tough for me. The last the last few years going through that, you know, kind of teetering the line. Do I keep pushing? Do I do I move on? It, it's tough. And, and every athlete experiences that, whether it's, you know, right out of college, a few years out of college, or they play in the NFL for 15 years. No matter when that time comes that you got to, you know, you're retired, so to speak, or, or you move on, it's it's tough. It's tough for everybody at any stage in, in their, their career. Um, but I'm, I'm – I'm, I'm content, you know, I'm content. I'm happy with, you know, with where I am right now. Of course I miss it. You know, it's so funny. Um, 
I, I'm, I got Facebook on my phone and there's a like a tab. It's like Facebook memories. And I swear to God, every day I open it up, there's something, there's something oh, from yeah. years ago that's a Husker or something. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So I get those reminders every day. I'm like, man, I, I miss that. I miss that. <laughs> Let, I well, let's I, jump back. Let's jump back a little bit. So high school ball, are you from Illinois? Are you from the Chicago area? Yeah. So I grew up in a suburb outside Chicago called Glen Ellen. Um, okay. Went to uh, high school, Montini Catholic High School in Lombard, just a town over. So, so I went there, played ball there. Um, I mean, it was all. I mean, high school ball and, is yeah. tough to beat. You know, Friday night lights and gr- playing with your buddies. You know, I, you constantly go back, and then college is its own experience. Like, I don't want to leave. You know, this is my fifth year, it's my last year, and I know I'm going to look back and be like, man, I miss that. Right. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, I mean, I, I had a lucky experience in, in high school. I played it with my older brother who was also a wide receiver. My dad was our receiver coach. So mm. we were obviously very, very close. And, and to go from high school to that next level college where you're kind of, you know, you're branching off, you're going away. And I didn't go, I could have went to Illinois or Northwestern. Um, I had a fair share of offers from the big 10 and, and whatnot, but I wanted to kind of branch away and I love Nebraska. So that was a, mm. that was a easy, easy, well, I shouldn't say easy choice because Notre Dame was, was a close second, but um mm branching away from your family or, you know, kind of growing up a little bit, being on your own, uh, being independent. And I'm sure when you first do that, you, I was, I was real homesick. I'm sure you were a little homesick too. You know, when you're a little bit younger, but you start to grow up, grow into that and and you enjoy it so much. And it's such a awesome time in your life. So, man, I know you got, I mean, this is what, this is your last year. So really enjoy it, you know, live it, and take every experience you can, man. And just, just live it up. Absolutely. Well, yeah, Jordan, what I think I, uh, read that your dad played for Illinois, right? So you kind of branched away from that. Would that have any impact on your decision? So my dad played at Illinois back in the 80s when and this might tick off some Illinois fans, but back when they were pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, he's got like, he's got a Rose Bowl jersey and a Rose Bowl ring, which is pretty cool. Um, that's badass. Yeah, yeah. That's a, and it's like those old, like, like almost like fishnet jerseys too. It's huge. It's giant. (laughs) Yeah, They they had like the shoulder pads up to their top of their heads. Right, right, right. So um, you went there when I was being recruited by them, Ron Zook was their head coach and they had had bad season after bad season after bad season. So he was on the hot seat. 99% sure he was getting fired. So I I mean, I I took a, um, a junior day, a junior day there and it was cool and all that stuff, but it was really never going to be, a possibility it was more just go there meet the coach maybe he, he the coach could end up somewhere else you know a different school and then maybe you get something from that so um build those relationships go there and, and, and enjoy my time there and it, it's not far from me so it wasn't it's not like i'm going way out of my way a couple hours i'm um, down south for me but illinois never never really really an option northwestern a little bit different um there was some potential there i love coach fitzgerald but illinois was never really an option they, they they're they're their coach security, I'll call it this. I knew they were going to be let go. So pretty quick and easy decision on that. So tell us then your first time stepping on campus at Nebraska. Was it a thing where you kind of the day, cause I know, I know this is different from a student athlete, but being a student, when I first toured Nebraska, I'm like on campus, I'm like, yeah, this is the place I need to be. Did you have any sort of that with Nebraska or kind of tell us your journey through making that decision to ultimately come to Nebraska? Yeah. So when I was a sophomore in high school, I got, I got recruited pretty early, had some successful seasons. Um, they sent me like a USB drive in the mail and I didn't know much about Nebraska. Again, I grew up in Illinois. I'm, I'm not like a diehard all my life, Nebraska. I, I didn't know much about them. So 
got this little USB thing, you know, put it in the computer and, and saw their facilities and saw, you know, their tradition and whatnot. And, and my dad was like gaga about it because he knew all about it. And he grew up in the 80s and 90s of Washington plays. Like, we got to We got to visit. We got to visit. We got to visit. Um, but anyway, I saw that USB drive. I saw the pictures and videos. I go, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I want to visit. I went for their uh, their junior day, which they normally do during the spring game. And we all know the spring games are yeah. insane, right? That's 60, 65,000 people attending a, a basically a glorified scrimmage, right? So we, I, I went there, and, and that just kind of blew me off my feet. Obviously, their facilities are, are top-notch, you know, state-of-the-art type stuff. And I know they're building some new stuff um, that should be done pretty soon that looks pretty nice. But they were, at the time, you know, top-notch everything. And I, I loved top to bottom. The coaching staff at the time was Bo Pelini. He recruited me. Um, the receiver coach is Rich Fisher, who I loved him. I mean, they just they had a great offense. They were kind of transitioning to the spread, which as a receiver, yeah, thumbs up, let's go. Fantastic. Yeah. So, um, and I knew that, well, at this point, is Tommy Armstrong, the quarterback, he, I don't think I, at this point, I, don't, I can't remember when he committed there or not, but I knew they had, they had some good recruits kind of under the wings there, getting ready to go there. And they were coming off successful seasons. And then pretty much a cherry on top for me was they were coming to the Big Ten. So that was just another another bonus. I wanted to play Midwest Big Ten, and I know you know Big Ten. A lot of my games would be in the Midwest. My family could make it, and hmm. a little bit closer to home. But um, I just loved everything about it. The campus is beautiful. Everyone thinks it's just you know giant cornfields, and there's a stadium plopped in the middle of all of it. Yeah. But you know you, you you get that you get that that's that kind of city feel. I mean, it's just, the campus is right in Lincoln. I mean, you get that that city feel, and then suburb and then you also i mean there are parts obviously you go to and you're like, okay yeah we're in lincoln or we're in nebraska there are corn- <laughs> yeah. there, 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 there are cornfields but but you know there's a lot more to it and if you're not there like if you don't see it you don't know that like i remember being from california and like i didn't know jack shit about what was out in, in nebraska you know like I, I couldn't tell you where it was at on the map until i got there you know but uh once you get there you realize it's a lot more than that Right, right, and it's it's such a special place, and obviously with the history as well. And once I learned, I was a little bit ignorant, but once I learned about it, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, this this is this is a top program in the in the and always has been a top program in the nation. Um, I'm excited. And they were they were coming off a bunch of successful seasons. They were, they they were good. They were always ranked, um, so that was pretty cool. I went there and I committed early. I committed as a junior. I, I basically went there. I was like, that's it. I'm done. Mm. Commit. Um, and I visited a bunch of places. Pretty much. The, all the Big Ten schools, because again, I, in my head, I was like, I'm staying Big Ten. I'm staying Big Ten. Um, so I visited all the other schools, and I committed um, after my junior season. Or maybe, maybe it was before that. I can't remember exactly. But after my junior season, Notre Dame visited school. They offered me, um, and they they were recruiting me hard, 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 hard. And that was tough because a lot of my family are humongous Notre Dame fans. I can imagine, you know. Yeah, we, we went to, you know, I went to a Catholic grade school, Catholic high school, there are, you know, Catholic colleges, Notre Dame, all the tradition. My family members are all huge, and my mom's a humongous Notre Dame fan, and she kind of put the pressure on me a little bit. <clears throat> and you know, right away, I was like, I'm not doing it. I don't want to go through this crap. It's going to be too tough. And then I kind of, all right, fine, fine, fine. Um, I had Coach Kelly at the time. Now he's at LSU, but Coach Kelly – and their staff, they came out to Illinois, they visited, and they, they came over to my house, and we had good combos, and they were, you know, a great staff, great staff, lots of success in Notre Dame, obviously, it's Notre freaking Dame, right, so <laughs> I, I had to I had to go out there, and, and, you know, after that combo with them, I was like, you know what, Jordan, 
probably in your best interest to at least go visit out there because you don't want to ever have those what if questions or what what could have been you know what if what if I go out there and it's the greatest thing on the planet and I fall in love with it and then I want to change my mind you know that could be a possibility so I wanted to just make sure you know I was, I was still 99% sure I was doing the I was going to Nebraska but I, I took okay. that trip out there and it kind of just made me feel exactly how I, I knew I'd feel I was like yeah you know South Bend's not the most exciting town and in the world and, <laughs> you know i went out there too it was like in the winter it was just like a crappy day and i was just like oh. eh, you know this is all right then i came back immediately i was like i'm going to nebraska <laughs> done done so all that, all that trauma was over um but yeah i mean it was they came in there at the end there but but again just back to your original question nebraska from top to bottom just i loved it i love everything about it. the campus obviously the facilities uh their academics um Love uh, Dennis LeBlanc, like their academic advisor for that. Dennis, so, Dennis is the goat, absolutely. Yeah, he's awesome. So, um, I just, I just fell in love with it. It, it was amazing. My time there was so amazing. Um, I wish I can. So I'm telling you, man, enjoy your last year, man, because I wish, and you'll hear it from everybody. They wish they could do it again. So just enjoy it. Enjoy it. Well, and I think one interesting aspect that just looking that you and Adrian can relate to as well, just playing with pressure. Um, not only just that it's usually in general, but with the coaches as well, because obviously Jordan, you played with Bo Pelini that was ultimately fired and got the Mike Riley coaching change. Adrian, obviously with coach Frost, that's still TBA, but still immense pressure on the head coaches. And I mean, how was that? And you guys can relate to those experiences. I mean, how was dealing with all that while still trying to put your best foot forward and playing every Saturday? Um. Yeah, I mean, Adrian, you know, you know, in Nebraska, it's their their program. It's the pro sport, you know. That's that's all they care about. Oh yeah, their fans are their fans are wild and crazy. I mean, they're they're the best fans in, on the planet, on the planet. But it comes with a lot of pressure, and they have a lot of high expectations. Sometimes very unrealistic. Um, mm-hmm. So you just got to do your, your your hardest to kind of block out the noise, and it's tough. I mean, it it is so tough. You're you're seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, however years old you are young you know young adult there and you're experiencing all this stuff for the first time um it can be a lot i mean when i was there i had a really good support system with my family and my, my teammates um and we did a good job of kind of blocking out all that noise but it definitely got to us sometimes and you know you try your best not to look at twitter okay what are people saying and you still kind of find yourself doing it and, and you read negative things like ah, it drives me nuts blah blah blah, blah, blah. um so it's definitely it was tough at, at times and then with the coaches for me it was so crazy because um, we had no clue that Pelini was going to get fired. He was coming off of like a nine-win season. We had just beaten Iowa at Iowa um, in overtime, a huge win for us. It was over Thanksgiving break, go home. <clears throat> Next morning, I wake up to a text, hey, check your emails for information regarding head coach Pelini, and then a long email about he got released. So that kind of came out of nowhere. Hmm. So that was just – we didn't expect it. You know, normally you can kind of see it coming. Oh, it's here. You know, they're having bad season after bad season. There's talk. It's probably going to happen. They're kind of prepping you, getting you ready for it. This was so unexpected. So I didn't feel too much pressure from that, like building up where, oh man, I'm about to lose my head coach. Cause I didn't know the pressure came after that. When I was like, okay, well, who are they going to fill the spot with? They, they can bring in a guy that runs freaking the option. I mean, you know, a coach that runs the option and I'm screwed now. <laughs> then at that point I'm looking, okay, where am I going? <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's, it's there's a lot of uncertainty. I'm sure. Right. Right. There's so much, there's so many like little elements that go into it, but playing in Nebraska was always tough. I mean, you could get the, it's the best. Some days it's the best. Some days it's the worst. Um, they have the best 
fans in the nation. That's like one of my things. I went to, like I guess I mentioned my junior day when I went there, and people are calling me out from the from the um, uh, the fan section. You know, Jordan, Jordan. I'm like, what? I'm a junior in high school. Like, what? What? They're intense. Yeah. The fans are intense. They know every, they know everything about you. Uh, Adrian, you yeah. know you know that's how it is out there, and, and it can be a lot sometimes. That's why you got to really surround yourself with a good support system. And, and um, at the end of the at the end of the day, it's what we signed up for. So it's you know. I don't want people to feel bad because it's, you know, we, we want, and this is what we signed up for It's, but I want people to understand that it is a different world for us. We're young adults and it's, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And I mean, well, uh, I bet you're kind of relieved and Mike Riley came in to did the spread offense. And as a result, all big 10 first team in uh, your junior year. I mean, everything uh, kind of came together. Uh, yeah. yeah. Became- and, and yeah, wideouts, yeah. right? You know, what yes. isn't that? What, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's legit. I know a lot of guys love him. Yeah. Yeah. He was, I mean, he was, he was, uh, Keith Williams, my receiver coach in Nebraska. I mean, I, I coached Rich Fisher and then uh, with, with Mike Riley, it was Keith Williams. And um, people know, I mean, he's, he's one of the best in the nation, if not the best in the nation. He's with the Ravens right now as, as uh, I think he's like an offensive specialist, but he works primarily with the receivers. He knows his stuff. And so many of the top guys um, in the league, Devontae Adams, um, Cheetah, I guess I mentioned those guys earlier. They, they'll go and they work with him in the offseason. So it was it was awesome to have him come in and work with him and know that I was getting you know I was getting coached by the best of the best. And he definitely made me a better receiver. Obviously, you see that jump my, my junior year to to All Big Ten first team. Um, and we had two successful seasons with Coach. I mean, the two years I was there, our first our first junior year, my, my junior year there, we went five and seven. Got into the bowl game and we beat UCLA, but our, we were so much better than our. I mean, it was a lot like your guys' season last year, and you guys were a lot better than your record showed. Right? A lot of close games. I mean, we we lost my junior or my first game at home to BYU on a hail mary. Mm. We lost to Miami Hurricanes in overtime. We lost to Wisconsin on a last second field goal. We lost to Northwestern on a last second field goal. I mean, it was a bunch of those crazy games, and then. One of my favorite games of all time, Michigan State ranked six, who made the college football playoff that year, comes to Nebraska, and we beat him at home. And you're just like, the hell's going on? Yeah. <laughs> so is, that, just, is that your favorite game ever? Is that your favorite oh, game? I mean, you, you have some some legendary moments, I yeah. will say, but <laughs> is you, is, uh, is that up there, I guess? It definitely oh, has to be up there. 100%. 100%. That, 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 that atmosphere, that game, primetime TV, high-ranked team comes in. They think they're better than they actually are. Oh, yeah. It was they were so cocky. It was so. I mean, we just punched him in the mouth. It was such a, that was such a fun game, and and it was great because everyone counted us out, right? Those those are the best games, and no one expects you to win. You know, okay, we'll show you, and then we did. So that was that was awesome. So that first season was it was kind of a fluky season, but we still made a bowl game, and we 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 beat UCLA, won that bowl game, and we knew we would. We, we were again much better than our record. And then my senior year, we went. We started the season seven and zero. We were ranked like eighth eighth in the nation going in to play Wisconsin in Madison and we lost in overtime. And this is the other end of the spectrum. This is one of my least favorite games of all time because it was TJ Watt tackled me. It should have been defensive pass interference. They didn't throw the flag. And this was in overtime. They got the ball first. They go down, they, they score and they missed their, their extra point. So we're like, Oh my God, here we go. We score extra point. We went in Madison. We're at the you start the, with the 20, 25, and it might have been the twenty yard line. I don't know. They changed it. I don't know. I don't know. But we were we were close to the end zone, and I run like a, a quick over route, and Tommy throws the ball, and T.J. Watt, obviously defensive, drops back, turns his back completely around to our quarterback, 
runs and I'm coming over and he just runs right into me. The refs look at each other and they talked about it like the next day on Big Ten about how it was such a terrible blown call. And I was like, oh my God, that drove me nuts. But if we would have beat them, we would have probably been ranked top five. Now, the next week, we went into Columbus and we got our asses kicked by Ohio State. So that, mm. that was tough. But it was one of those things where they were coming off of like three pancake games and we mm. had like three hard games. So we were all beat up. And yeah, um, yeah. That, that game was just tough. But we ended, you know, we ended up having a good season there, made a bowl game. We ultimately lost to Tennessee. But me, our quarterback, Tommy, Nate, Gary, all three of us didn't play that game because I was hurt. Me and Tommy were hurt. Um, Nate was dealing with some academic stuff. But uh, heard we, about we, that. Yeah, we would have, we would, we would have, we would have we beat them no problem. So we actually had two good seasons with Coach Riley. Then they kind of fell off after that. Um, but yeah, those are those are two two good years. Mm. Mm. Yeah, mm. I know that Tennessee team is pretty talented too. They had Alvin Kamara, right, and Josh Dobbs, and <laughs> yeah, a bunch of other dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's tough. tough. And what's what sucks about the calls like that, the Wisconsin game, like. All right, it gets addressed the next day, and like, oh, they should have called it this way. It's like, well, they're not changing the result of the game. Like, right. all right, sweet. I mean, <laughs> you, thanks for the the cupcake. Thanks for the, right. the like. It doesn't oh, do anything for me. me. There's no, there's no accountability for it. Like, yeah, sorry. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. Me I mean, I don't. If you saw a Wisconsin game last year, that last throw. It oh was, yeah. I mean, it was fourth and whatever, like fifteen, and we were. Just trying to go for the end zone, last second type of thing, but it was a it was a pass interference. You know, yeah. if they wanted yeah, to throw, they yeah. could have, but they didn't. 100%. And they should have. There's a rule in the, in the rule book, and they broke <laughs> simple as you can make it. Yeah, should have been a flag, and that's funny because like when that happened, then my Twitter started to blow up. The thing that happened to me back in 2016. So I'm like, oh my god, it's the recurse against Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I hate those dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, guy, uh, Jordan. I want to go back to something interesting that you mentioned about Keith uh, Keith Williams, and obviously he's worked with a bunch of NFL guys uh, that's turned out uh, just great careers. What makes him so good? Like, is it the way he approaches working with you guys, the techniques he has you work on? I mean, what, what makes him the, so great? Well, it's just it's kind of everything, all the above, right there. He's just he's so knowledgeable about the position. He played so one thing. I find funny, and there are there are great coaches that coach positions that they never played. But when you find a guy that played the position, is coaching the position, it's just a little bit different. They kind of understand a little bit more about about the wide receiver position. So mm. he played it. He knows so much about it. He spent so many years breaking down everything about the position. He's just again so knowledgeable. Just knows his stuff, and he, he's he's more of like a I would call it more of like a practical wide receiver coach where. He breaks it down to the and gives you know analogies like the simplest form for people to understand. Like, okay, now this makes sense to me. Now I know what I got to do. Um, so he's really good at that. I think that that's his kind of his best his best attribute in coaching is he's really good at breaking down what he's trying to explain to you guys to make you really understand what you have to do. Um, and some coaches can struggle with that. They don't they don't get that good connection with with their like the player they're they're trying to coach. But he's he does such a good job and he can do it at any level. It doesn't matter if you're you're you know seventh grade, high school, college, pro. He teaches it the same way, and everybody understands it, and, and they they can they can produce. So he's he just he's so talented, and I'm so happy for him to be able to to be on that Raven staff and doing what he's doing now. Mm, mm, absolutely. I mean, when you can simplify something like that to that level, I mean, it, football is complex. Not everyone understands that, and when you can have everyone in your receiver room understand what you're trying to coach, what you're trying to do, that's big. Um, right. Let's talk about some of those memorable moments. You know, I'm, I'm sure you've been asked a million times about the catch, um, Hail Mary, this and that. I mean, 
we'll we'll cover it shortly because I'm sure you've you've talked about it a ton. Oh, but uh, what are what are some it of the gets old. It never gets old to me. <laughs> <laughs> what what are some of some of your favorite like uh, I don't know leading up to that and your favorite memories from from that time? Yeah, so I mean my, that that Hail Mary. I mean, I, obviously, I'll never forget that it was my first collegiate touchdown, and it came against a mm-hmm. team that I knew half the players on their team. They were from my area, you know, Illinois. Um, I had a, gr- a great relationship with Coach Fitzgerald, so it was just it was just so crazy how that 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 game kind of unfolded. I, I had a great game leading up to that, and then that that play happened. It was just wild that it and I, you know guys that I played with in high school are we're now on that that Northwestern team, so it just made that a little bit more sweet. You know, I, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> a little more sweet. So I mean, that was again first collegiate touchdown at home in Nebraska. I mean, the stadium just erupted. I mean, it was it was amazing. Now the catch was sweet. We had some players make some outstanding plays leading up to that to, to even give us a chance. Amir Abdullah had this insane, this insane fourth down run where he got reached out and got the first down and allowed us to to have that opportunity. Um, some catches were made before that, but one thing that was frightening and I didn't like about it is after that, when our team rushed out and jumped on me, you know, I'm not. I'm not the biggest guy in the world. I'm six foot on a really, really, really good day. <laughs> and I, I had the whole team on me. And thank God I had one of our bigger linemen above me. It was kind of like bench pressing the ground, giving me some spaces. I couldn't, I was like, oh my God, I couldn't breathe. That's why when I got out of that, there's pictures of me. My face is like beat red and like blotchy. I was like, I'm going to die. I, see, I just Dudes have really gotten hurt from that stuff. Like the <laughs> Michigan me. State guy a couple years back, he broke his leg. Yeah. His leg, like just yeah. crazy stuff yeah. from those you get, things. You get all these guys on you, your your leg gets stuck, your arm gets stuck, and just push or anything. And so I'm like, oh my god, I just had the greatest moment of my life, and now I'm about to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. So that that one, that one, I mean, I always remember. And then the behind the back catch against um, Florida Atlantic, that that was just a a crazy, crazy, crazy moment. Um, unexpected. It's one of those things where I mean, you're an athlete. You just kind of react. You know, you react. You react. You react. You react. You do. You some of the best, most athletic catches people make are when they they see the ball at the last moment. They just re- react and stick an arm up and they catch it. I mean, it's it's just crazy how that works. So that that you know, I ran a corner out there. Thank God that the DB had feet for hands and dropped it. <laughs> he tipped that thing, and I just saw it behind me. I was like, you know what? Go for it. Put my hands behind my back, and it, I mean, it, it landed perfectly. I pinned it right to my ass. Good <laughs> <laughs> the NFL. But I, I've, you know, I've had so many people asking about that, and, and one thing that I always mention is, I, I kind of credit to my father because again, I told you he was my receiver coach in high school. We would always do like crazy receiver catch drill before practice, and he would make me hold two balls and throw them at me, or he would maybe pin one between my legs and put one. You always just throw it, or, or we'd catch it behind our back and just do just. Any way the ball came, we just did all these weird catching drills. So I know that definitely played a part into it to, to in my mind, expect, hey, you have a chance at you know, making this play. Just just try. Just try. And then mm-hmm. every, you know, everything kind of worked out perfect. Hit it. Catch it. Held it up. And I remember we were such an up-tempo offense that I was, I was just in my head. I was like, hey, next play, next play, next play. And I got thrown a bubble. And I probably would have scored because they weren't set. But they blew the whistle dead to review the play. Oh. Which – know why the ref was right there and saw it I, i'm pretty sure i got three feet in i tapped it was it. too good of a it was too good of a play though they're like did that actually happen <laughs> they, got, they got to run it back yeah, i don't know <laughs> but, um I, I remember like walking and i'm looking up the jump and kenny bell is one of our 
um, great receivers at Nebraska. He comes up to me, grabs my arm. He's like, you know what you just did? <laughs> I, like, I, I looked up, I watched it, and I come off the sideline, and Bo Pliny, like looks at me, he's like, yeah, that's okay. I need to like slap my helmet, <laughs> joking around. <laughs> um, that's but yeah, awesome. that was those those two plays. Obviously, you know, I will I will always remember him, and I'll and very very fortunate to to have the career I had at Nebraska and have those those plays be a part of it. Um, yeah, just 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 awesome. And I like I said, I have those Facebook memories, and I'll every here and there I'll go back, and there'll be something about that or something about the Hail Mary or. or I just always get reminded of it, and it's so bittersweet because you miss it so much. But it's it's so awesome because i was able to experience those, have those experiences and, and yeah. go through so so awesome mm. Mm. while we're still talking about college ball uh who were some of the best players you got a chance to play against in the big 10 or, or outside the big 10 yeah um normally right away i go to melvin gordon because mm. <laughs> the game the game he had against us my junior year he set like the all-time record yeah yeah wisconsin running backs against nebraska i have gone off in my career and your career it's just a bad trend <laughs> so, i mean he's just a monster i mean watching him he would just i mean it would, they would just hand the ball and you're just there you go 60 yard touchdown 70 yard. i'm like holy this guy's a monster our guys would try to tackle him he would just hurdle him i'm like oh my god <laughs> wild wow he was really good um i get asked this and i always i always forget um who else i mean there's there were so many guys so many guys i'm just trying to think of some of the, the, the captains that i've met um, Connor Cook was a good player at Michigan State, um, quarterback. Le'Veon Bell was on that team, right? I'm. Oh no, he was with no, Kirk Cousins. He's, yeah, he's older. He's yeah, older. He was. Older. He was before that. Yeah. Yeah. Now I watched them when I was getting recruited by Nebraska because he was there. Like his last year might have been 2012 or something like that. So I was yeah. watching. But so many good players. Like you mentioned, Elvin Kamara. Like I didn't even realize he was on their team. I didn't even yeah. realize he was on their team because I, obviously I wasn't really scouting their offense out too much. Yeah, yeah. Kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> um, after I was out of college, I was like, he's going out from the Saints. I was like, where do you go to college? He's like, Tennessee. Like, when do you go to Tennessee? And I looked it up. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> you played him. Uh, yeah. Right. So, the, I mean, he's another huge name guy. And there's a, there's a uh, one of the Bosa's in Ohio State, the younger one. Yeah. You even said TJ Watt as well. Yeah. You know, TJ like, Watt. Yeah, TJ Watt. Defense yeah. player of the year. Like, TJ Watt and Melvin Gordon, probably. probably. And Todd Gurley is another one. I played him um, bowl game at Georgia. Um, I mean, there's probably so many more, but I'm just struggling right now to think on the spot. But yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many great players that are, that come out of the Big Ten. It's such a great conference. So um, there, there are there are, are tons. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I always make this joke that there are probably like six edge rushers, six to seven edge rushers that go in the first two rounds out of the Big Ten every year. Right. Yeah. It's just dudes, you know. Two guys I just remembered: um, Michael Thomas and uh, uh, Chris Godwin. So Saint receiver in, in Tampa Bay. Where did Chris Godwin go to school? He went to Penn State. Oh, that's a good yeah, one. We're the, we're the same age. We got the same agent, but he—I mean, he's—he's he's a monster for the for the Tampa Bay Bucks. I mean, oh, he, he's dealing with some injuries this past season, but he'll come back. He'll be awesome. He'll be awesome. I draft him every year in fantasy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he's kind of a sleeper because people like they're like, oh, whatever. Like every right. year he goes off. Right. Yeah, fourteen, fourteen a game for me. He's, he's automatic. Yeah. He's a monster. So those are two just receivers. So I mean, there's many, but I, there's so many more that I just can't. Excuse me, can't think of right now. Like I said, Big Ten is such a great conference. So many um, good products come out of there. Mm. Yeah, is there like a like a cornerback that stands out that covered you um, during your time that kind of stands out as one of the better you've played? Was Lattimore at Ohio State? Yeah, Maybe that might be. Yeah, so that was funny. So that, that that year that we played, excuse me, that year that we played 
Ohio State got our butts kicked my junior year. Their their entire secondary were drafted in like the first or second round. <laughs> yeah. I've experienced that too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Gosh, I'm trying to remember, but Lattimore and there was like Malik. That was another, I mean, there's um, gosh, another guy who actually just got in trouble with on the Raiders. Um, Damon, Damon, uh, Arnett. Yeah, Arnett, Arnett. But but their secondary all got that year we played and they all got drafted in like the first or second round, which was insane. Insane. Now, I didn't think that they covered me particularly well because just the way they played, they don't really their, their defense at the time was just kind of uh, um, wonky. But all of those guys got drafted. So I was like, wow, they're pretty good that year. So, I can't remember. <laughs> I think they either won it or or Clemson won it that year, two thousand and fifteen. No, sorry, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, two thousand sixteen. I can't remember, but yeah. they had a, they had a really good team. Yeah, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama. <laughs> one of the trio it's right and i guess we played oregon and they had a they had a guy playing me in the slot who was like their nickelback but he was like typically nickelbacks are smaller guys quick guys that can guard the, the you know the, the quicker dudes in the slot this guy was like six four but was as quick as you know a smaller guy was, his last name was robinson i can't I don't, i'm not sure if he went on to, the, uh, to play in the nfl or if he's still in the nfl he might be i'm not sure but he was like he was a monster i would say he's he probably gave me the, the most trouble um, but we still won that game, so ha. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one too. That was a good game. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, uh, shoot, I had it. Neither of the I had two touchdowns that game, but they weren't against him. I had a play towards the end of the game. It was like a it was a fourth and nine, and they were they were up. There was about a minute left, and we converted. And he was guarding me, and I beat him on that one for like a for an in route. And Tommy hit me for a first down, and then the next play, Tommy ran for a touchdown. Um, then we stopped the next mission. We won the game, so that was pretty cool. So I got, I got him. I got him on one play at least. <laughs> hey, when, when it counted, right? Exactly. Yeah. Is there like a? We all obviously know the two famous catches you have. Is there like an underrated catch uh, that you keep in your mind that no one really talks about? Yeah, and it, and it bothers me, and I'll tell you why. So it was, it was against McNeese State. <laughs> it was Tommy kind of scrambling for his life. He throws it. It's about a 60-yard gain, and, I, and I'm tracking the ball up, and I kind of jump backwards, and I'm parallel with the ground backwards. My back's to the ground. It was crazy, crazy, the tracking that I had. I catch it, stand up. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Flag. One of our, line, one of our linemen was down the field like 30 yards. <laughs> so that's one of those ones where you're just looking at You're like, what on earth? No one <laughs> What are, you, what are you running around? What are you doing? Buddy? <laughs> yeah. What are you God. doing, bud? <laughs> God, if it is, it was against yeah, I was against McNeese State. I literally, I literally had to like rotate over my shoulder, and I ended up turning, and I jumped backwards, and I was parallel. My back was parallel to the ground. It's, it's crazy. Um, we caught that, and I was all hyped up just for it to get called back. So that that one hurt. That one hurt. That, but that was like I like I look at that, and I'm like that was pretty. Sometimes I'm like, man, that was you know the behind the back, which was, was a lot of luck with some skill but that catch right there with the tracking i'm like that was that was that was a lot of skill right that was pretty cool mm. that might be your more like most impressive catch but yeah right, people don't right. yeah view it that way yeah and then, you know it doesn't count so i guess yeah it is what it is but yeah I, I, when i look back i'm like that one's kind of a little, little underrated but it didn't count so it is what it is so we we talked about it a little bit at the beginning um let's jump back to your transition into the nfl and then into alliance into uh varying professional football leagues uh what was that process like for you and you know i, I saw like it was probably a month or so ago but the throwback fins up you know you <laughs> and the one with the dolphins 
pretty yeah. badass. Like you got Thank to you. experience that, and that's you know, not everyone gets to do that. Right, right. I mean, that's that's the that's the top of the top. And you sign an NFL contract. There's, I mean, that's the percentage of people that can, that do that. It's it's low. So so to be able to get to that that level and, and get all the way up there, pretty special to me. Now it was pretty short lived. At the end of my career at Nebraska, well, going into my senior year in Nebraska, I had to get sports hernia surgery. Um, in Germany, actually, they sent me over to Germany. They're sending guys to Philadelphia now. I mean, they made it okay, in house. So, yeah, there's so, like one so that, place. <laughs> yeah, so 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 back then it, there was it was either Germany or, or Philly. If you went to Germany to do it, the recovery time was cut like in half. Mm. But I'm sure now there's probably some regulations that they're not allowed to do that anymore. Um, but uh, I, so I had that, and I, you know, I get to my senior year and I'm playing some games. And we get about to the midway point of the season. We're playing Illinois, and there's a low ball throwing me that I catch and the linebacker came in and he like led with his knee and he made me in my back. And I ended up cracking three of my transverse processes on my spine. Oh, geez. So anatomy, just kind of stacked like that with like these knobs on the side. And I fractured three of those from his blunt force. So mm-hmm. thankfully it wasn't anything more serious than you just got to deal with the pain. Those, those knobs, they don't move. They don't move, but that, that, that trauma and all the nerves in that area, they, they just got messed. I thought I, on the field, I thought I ruptured like my kidney. I felt like a bunch of warm fresh in the area. I couldn't like move. I was like, oh my God, I just ruptured my freaking kidney from this guy's knee. That was hands down the most painful thing I ever experienced in my uh, my whole football career. Um, so I had that happen. Um, and it was so scary because I remember like they rushed you. Um, they rushed me right to, to the, the x-ray machine that's in the stadium. And the doctor was up, you broke some of your spine. And I was like, what? Yeah, like, that's a oh, tough sorry, read. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, you just fractured like these little pieces on the sides of me. Leave the sack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, was like, I, was like, I was like, am I going to be paralyzed? Like, what's going on? So, uh, so I just, I, I missed two games because, again, those nerves, I could not, like, if I rotated, it was like I got uh, electrocuted in my back. I was like, oh, and it was awful. Mm. It was awful. So I just had to recover from that. Then when I came back, I wore this dumbass big back plate that made me look like an idiot. I look like a freaking robot out there, but I was able to play. So, that, that was good. Um, but then getting towards the end of the season, now we're getting ready for the, our bowl game in Tennessee, and I run like a little like receiver reverse end around type thing, and I make a move, and I'm running, and I feel something catching in my knee. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's this? The Mark, our head trainer, didn't t- seem too concerned. I still went and got an X-ray and an MRI, and, they, and he calls me next day, and he just like, hey, sit down. And he just has like this like big-eyed look like, like holy shit, I can't believe this is like He's like, you, you – tore your meniscus, but you also have what's called a chondral defect, which is actually bone chipping off your knee. Which so is, do you think that's something that happened over time, or is that something that just happened in that moment? I'm going to go ahead and say just wear and tear over time, just with with the yeah. cartilage wearing down. But, you know, your meniscus is basically your cartilage between those two bones that meet there in your knee, and I tore that. So knees were ex- exposed in an area. They were hitting each other. You know, when you're, when you're running all that stuff and planting, hitting, 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 and then hit, chips off bone. And that needs to be that that's serious. So that I had to get a, a surgery and, and I was on crutches for six months at the oh, worst wow. possible time of my, you know, at, I missed the bowl game. And then after that, you know, you're supposed to be getting ready for the combine, your pro day. I couldn't do anything. I was on crutches. Mm. So I was the worst time possible for me to have that happen. Um, and I still know, I know to this day, if that doesn't happen and, and, and then I stay healthy my senior year, I'm still playing in the NFL because to me, my skill was not an issue. I just, my wear and tear my body and the injuries that that just kind of that that 
hurts so bad. So I'm rehabbing that. I'm down at Bomberitos. Um, it's Bomberitos. It's a place down in Florida where athletes train, NFL players, MLB players, uh, basically like a combine prep place. But I'm there doing rehab. Um, I was down there with Josh Banderas and Nick uh, or Nate Gary. I'm sorry, two ex-Nebraska guys, and they were training for the combine. But it just it just sucked for me because they were being there. You know, they were able to go and do everything, train everything, lift, do all the lifts, and I'm sitting there in crutches doing you know what I can, and I can't run at all. Um, so that was mm. tough. That was probably the toughest part of my career. Um, cause it just, I mean, you know, that, that timing, you know, that is the, the, the prime time for you to be getting ready for, for the NFL. Right. I mean, that's, yeah, you have a very short window and an opportunity. Yeah. And, and that, right. that does suck. That's yeah, I didn't so, know that. And that, that, I'm sorry that like that, yeah. that really does suck. Yeah. So that, again, I, I don't, I've only mentioned this a few times just on, on some podcasts recently. I didn't really broadcast that about, cause I don't um, disclose the injuries or whatever, but I, I just, that, that was all in 12 months for me. All three of those. So it came at the worst time possible. And I played early on in my career at Nebraska, and I just got – I'm a slot receiver, and the Big Ten's physical, so I was just getting bounced around. It just, again, so I, so I think my knee wear and tear, the meniscus tearing, it, you know, gave space to those bones that hit each other, and then it just – they can move and boom. Um, so six months go by. I get some strength back in. I have to do like a mock pro day where I've been off crutches for like three weeks. But I wanted to show – I still had about seven, eight NFL teams come in, and I, I just wanted to show – like, I had this conversation with Major. Like, no, he was like, no, you got to show them that you can you can move at least. Okay, then he, he made it clear to all those guys, like, no, this isn't, you know, damn, he's coming yeah, off. Let him know the situation, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I ran – like, I ran a slow 40. I had no strength. I, I mean, it was – I got – I ran – normally I ran, like – because we would time in Nebraska, electric time. It was, like, four five one four five two. I ran, like, a four – like a four seven something, which was like so outside of what I could. Yeah. Run. But I, was, I bet that pissed you off though too. I bet I, it's so yeah. frustrating. I mean, you know, it's funny too. It's because it was so. It's, it's, they, you know, they broke it down. You're ten, and then you're you're forty, and, they, and my ten was like a one five one, one five two, which is crazy. Like that's really fat. That's really good. Oh, yeah. guys with that with that ten run four fours, but I had I did not have that endurance or that strength mm. to, to keep that speed going. So I just you know I ran out of gas. Um, so that that was really tough and that was discouraging. But I still, you know, I had a great career in Nebraska. And the Dolphins still signed me, um, free agency. I knew I wasn't going to get drafted. I, you know, with my injuries and, and whatnot, I knew that wasn't going to happen. Um, you know, and that's rare for guys. Guys with injuries, they're like first, second round guys that are you know, projected. Then maybe you can get away with that. But even those guys, the, when they get injured, they suffer. They drop or they even drop out. So I knew I was like, it's not going to happen. Um, got signed for agency to the Dolphins. And I was kicking ass there. I finally was able to build up some strength, but I was still just dealing. I, again, I never had a time to, to stop and train for a good solid few months. You know this. You'll, you'll, I mean, you'll, you'll understand this when you when you go through this next year. When you when you finish your senior year, you got a few months to train, and then it's um, workouts with NFL teams, then it's rookie mini camp, and then it's training camp. So I had no time to to stop and train for two months. Build up all my strength. It was just go here, go here, go here, go here, go here. So I went to Nebraska. I'm sorry, I went to the Dolphins. It's me. I'm kicking out. I'm, I'm doing awesome. I was so pumped up. I loved it there. Um, Jarvis Landry is the man. He was there at the time. Devontae Parker. Um, they brought in Calvin Johnson for like a, a week there. It was such a cool experience. Mm-hmm. And going through practice, I run like a from the slot, like a, a little quick under. I score. I'm celebrating. I throw the ball up and I pop my hamstring. Oh my gosh! Pop my hamstring. I'm in the ends, and I dropped down. You got to be kidding me! But again, it was it was my opposite leg from my the leg I had surgery on, so I knew it was a compensation thing because I had been rehabbing. Hundred percent. Yeah. 
was like, this is just driving me nuts. Because I know, again, if I was able to train for two months and fix these compensation issues and get strength, this doesn't happen. So that happens. And it was a bad one, too. So I was rehabbing that for like nine months. Oh, jeez. And then we did the, I did the AAF, and that league got suspended halfway through it. And then the XFL, um, <laughs> this was just like kind of a nail in the coffin type thing. The XFL um, doing that, and then COVID. They have to suspend their league. So it was just you know, punch after punch. But if you ask me if I would do it all over again, I would. You know, at the end of the day, the experiences that I gained from that, the people I met, the relationships I built, um, awesome, awesome. Even though I had all that adversity, you know, it made me stronger as a guy. I had, to, I had to find a way to get through all that stuff. And thank God I had a great supporting cast with my family, my friends, my fiance, because it was rough. It was rough. I mean, that was obviously punch after punch. And it's and I'm watching all my you know my teammates. You know, they're doing their thing and they're fine and they're they're playing mm-hmm. and. You know, you obviously you're very happy for them, but you're just like, shit, God, I wish you know. I, I know that I, I could be doing that right now. I know if I, if I could, but that's part of it. You know, injuries are part of the game, and it's just unfortunate that I had that all happen my last year in Nebraska and had to deal with all that because that kind of yeah. screwed me for the next level. Yeah. Even I got signed, but as I as I mentioned, you know, the, the compensation issues and handling. So no doubt that was, uh, that was tough. Yeah. Yeah, and, and some of that stuff you just can't control, and that just is part of the game, like you said. But you can't hang your hat on being one of the all-time greats receivers yeah. at Nebraska. I mean, and some of the all-time great moments. That that stuff's living on forever. I mean, yeah. I'll tell you what, the, guy, the guys I played with knew about you, knew your name, and that's that's cool, man. You know, like there are great experiences and great memories that come with the game regardless. Yeah, absolutely. And I really appreciate that, guys. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. yeah. And Jordan, uh, we'll end the show with this question for you. Yeah. Through all that experience of just chasing your passion um, and just having to deal with all that, what's the one thing or things that you've learned about yourself in that process that's maybe helped you settle into the post-playing career that you're doing right now? And I'm a tough son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, and Adrian, so are you, man. I know, and I know you. You know, you've had you've had your, your fair share of injuries, and I know last year you played with some some injuries. Um, and you, you're a tough guy too. And I'm, I'm I'm so excited to watch you your last year here. I'm a big fan, big fan, man. And thank you. You're you're a great guy. You're a great player. I'm excited. Um, I love what you did at Nebraska. You're 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 a great player for Nebraska, and I can't wait to see you dominate next year. But yeah, so just just going through all that stuff. I just, I mean, I'm resilient. I'm tough, you know. And I'm, I'm not sitting here patting myself in the back. I just, I went through that stuff and I got through it. And I'm here today, and I'm content with with all that stuff. And and, and I've, I've I've always been a guy that looks at the the brighter side of things. So um, I had my 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 moments where it got real tough. And like I said, I had like such a great supporting cast with my family and my friends. Um, but at the end of the day, man, I, I like I said, I would do it all over again in a heartbeat. You know, some of the best times in my life, um, some of the worst. But the, the good absolutely outweighs the bad. And, to, you know, to have had the career I've had and to, to reach the, the, the top of the mountain there, getting into the NFL, signing an NFL contract, man, that's something that, that a lot of people don't do. So so uh, I'm, I'm proud of myself. And that's one thing that, that that I did struggle with, you know, being proud of myself and being being happy with, you know, Jordan, dude, you did so much and you've, you've accomplished so much. Be happy. Be happy. Because there are times, man, where I'm like, man, I could have done more. Or I wish I did more. And. I got down on myself, but like I said, and, and, and you guys, you guys are awesome. You know, for those, those compliments, I had a great career. So I appreciate everything you know, that everyone's done for me to help me get to where I am today. And I, like I said, I'm very content and I'm, I'm happy with, with where I'm at. Mm. 
Yeah. Well, we appreciate you, man. Uh, thank you yeah. for coming on and, and sharing your story. Yeah, of course, man. Any, any time, man. You got my number. I'll be, uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be watching this season, man. I, I want to ask you, man, how are, how are, how are workouts going? I mean, you got, you're in the heat of it. The best time of the year. One of the best times of the year. Oh yeah. I mean, the season's right around the corner. We're doing all types of crazy shit. You know how it is. Like we're, we're <laughs> lifting, we're captain's practice, you know, seven on stuff. We're running stadiums, running gassers in the heat, but, uh, like you, you love that stuff. That's the stuff you, I mean, it's cliche, but it's the journey, right? Like you don't remember as much like the, Oh, this it's the journey. And right now we're in the thick of it. So I'm yeah. enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Hey, you let me know if you want to start doing well this year, you want to come out to Manhattan, come, come oh, check out man. the little Absolutely. apple. You let me know. Absolutely. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be, that'd be epic. Man. That'd be awesome. Man. Well, enjoy it. Like I said, enjoy your, your, your final year here. I'm looking forward to this season for you and, and what's, what's, what, what's in the future for you, man. So excited. You're, you're a warrior, man. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you. Thanks for coming on again. All right, brother. All right, guys. Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jordan. Appreciate you coming on. And that's going to wrap up this edition of Athletes Unfiltered featuring Jordan Westerkamp. Make sure to follow Jordan on Twitter at Jordan Westy one, but also you can follow him on Instagram as well, but also to make sure to follow us at ATH Unfiltered on both Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, in addition to Adrian at Martinez the QB and myself at X underscore on underscore sports. And if you haven't caught up on Athletes Unfiltered, I know we've been on a break, but if you haven't caught up, you should. You can find all the episodes wherever you find your podcast. Remember, this isn't just another press conference. This is Athletes Unfiltered. From Adrian Martinez, I'm Jeff Ekstrom. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Production.